My name is Bryce, and I'm your host for The Inbound Secret, where we're talking with top performers and health experts and sales badasses alike about their strategies to optimize their well-being and performance. Once again, this is The Inbound Secret, and, and let's get rocking and rolling. This is The Inbound. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of The Inbound Secret. I'm your host, Bryce Vance, as always. And we've got Luz Gonzalez today, who is the co-CEO and co-founder of Industry Authority, the host of High Ticket Client Online Show, founder of Sales Brand, Passion to Profit Blueprint Online Course, and you're a premier online business strategy expert, correct? Yes, correct. Well, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So we work with service-based businesses, specifically small businesses, and we have our proprietary system that we walk people through. And uh, we, we often, maybe you've seen this as well, Bryce, we often talk to people who they think they have a, they think they have a Facebook ads problem, or they think they have like a marketing problem. They think they have a branding problem. And the reality is so often they have a, like a foundations problem. They, they picked either a market or a problem or a solution that just wasn't gonna make money. Or you started maybe with low tier and you don't have a big audience. And so what we do is we're business strategists. We go in there and whether it's somebody that's just starting or somebody to say like Mary, she's been in business for 20 years, but she's been in business for 20 years and doesn't have an email list, right? And she doesn't have like the right structure in terms of her website so it can actually convert to sales. So what we do is we really prioritize your knowing that you're in a market mm -hmm. that actually is going to allow you to make money from day one. So important. Uh, then the next stage is really building your packages, knowing how to price, positioning yourself, like just the building of what is the business? What is it that you're offering? How do you price it? And then once you've done that, it's, you know, like, well, how do you present yourself? Because you have to, you have to present yourself powerfully online. And so we provide you with the tools. And then after you've done that and you've branded and marketed yourself powerfully, then you need to have sales systems. So powerful sales systems that allow you to actually bring in the money. Um, so there's seven pillars. That's a, a bit of a synopsis. And it's, and it's such an incredible uh, privilege to get to work with business owners. Because I, I feel that business owners are just, they're my favorite people. They are courageous. They're innovative. They, they defy the odds. They, they have this idea, this passion, this gift, and they say, why not me? Like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go serve the world, whether it's through a restaurant, whether it's through a cleaning business. One of my clients just texted me this week and she's like, I'm making 500K, but I think I wanna pivot, <laughs> right? So it's just an incredible journey of service uh, and of growth. And I, and I just, it's so cool to be doing it. Awesome, awesome. So. I'm going to take you back a little bit, but before I do, for everybody listening, most of the audience are either existing entrepreneurs or they just left their nine to five and they're looking to oh, kind okay. of scale. Okay. Okay. Now, a lot of them are familiar with what a business consultant is, like the Axeman, right? You hire yeah. them because you've got a problem, whether it be systems or strategy or foundation or market. Yeah. And they yeah. come in and they kind of sweep up, clean up, tidy up, polish everything, and then you're good yeah. to go. 
Yeah. What's the difference between what you specialize in and like the traditional business consultant? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, I used to be a fifth grade teacher uh, after being a fifth grade teacher, then I was a lawyer. Um, and, you know, when I, when I really think of, and like my grandma was a teacher and my mom was a teacher and I just come from this line of teachers. So I, I, what I believe it's almost like going to business building university, mm -hmm. right? Like I went to all the university, I did all <laughs> the schooling. And the thing about business school, it's that business school is history school. Like you're learning the history of how business like worked and that can be really, really valuable. And there's so much that's missing. And so I think it can be really helpful. Like we said, there's Mary who's been in business for 20 years. And because business 20 years ago was so different, if you aren't keeping up with the times, like times are changing so radically. And so it is, it is making sure that rather than just going in like, oh, I have a Facebook ads problem or, oh, I need a brander. It's really having the holistic picture. It's saying, okay, are you, this is where the, we have called them the seven pillars, like making sure, are you building a business that in three to five to 10 years from now, you're still going to wake up to and say, I, I freaking love serving these people. I love what I do. We have too many business owners that they get to a specific point and they're like, it, they built a golden cage for themselves. Right. So it's yep. not, not usually that a consultant's going to go in there really holistically look at your journey in terms of fulfillment, impact, and profitability as, as, you know, as a business owner. And then it's the, so often you think like you go to a doctor and you're like, Hey doctor, I broke my, I broke my arm. Right. And the doctor's going to go in there and fix your arm, but they're not going to like, they're not going to say, Hey, by the way, you also need to change your eating habits. I think you need to exercise more. I think you, you know, your stress. So what we really like to do is look at the holistic, like what, what is the business that will bring you fulfillment and have you create a life of that you're super excited about and also make sure that you're profitable. We have so many people, I call them product pushers, right? And this isn't to hurt some of your feelings. Some of you guys will fall under this category. So a product pusher is somebody who wants to so desperately create a product that they want. And they're like, no, but you don't get it. I'm creating an online course. You don't get it. I'm creating a book. You don't get it. <laughs> and, and it's like, hold up a second. Do you want to be a business owner or do you want to be someone who's created a course? Because those are two different. You can be a business owner who has a course or you can be a course creator who has no sales. And it is heartbreaking that the, like, the throngs of people that we find that followed some big guru and they're like, oh, I'm going to create an online course and zero sales or the only people that bought from them were their friends and a family. Right. And so it's like it, it, you know, and I think of my dad who just passed away and he was a business owner himself. Right. He was a small business owner. And I just I, I see these incredible artists, these gifted people who are doing good work in the world, sometimes feeling like they're just spinning their wheels, right? Mm -hmm. Something's not working. And so it's really going in and seeing like, what, where are you? There, there are these seven stages. So where are you? What are the things that you might need to back up on and make sure that you're doing good, you know, well? Um, and then what are the things that you really need to focus on right now in, the, in your development? And then what are the things that are coming your way? And I don't, a, a consultant, I see more like, like a doctor. You have this specific yeah. problem 
and they look at that, you know, like, let's fix your arm, but it's not looking at the big picture of where have you been? Do we need to back up? Where are you now? What's most important? Where are you going? And how do you really start thinking of your five, 10 year vision for your business? Awesome. Awesome. So I'm just going to kind of put a little bow on that because I love the fact that you brought up the big guru thing because yeah. like our mission here at Funnel Driven and the Inbound Secret is to help you thrive, not just survive consistencies, conquering your complacency. And yeah, I can't tell you how many people have gone out. Our biggest thing is product research, right? Like <clears throat> you can yes. you can have this fantastic idea, this fantastic yes. product idea. You can love yes. it with every fiber of yes. your being. But if you're the only person on the planet yes. that wants it, don't do that. (laughs) You can, you can do it as a personal thing. Like I've Mm -hmm. built software, I've built programs, I've done content for me, Yeah. but I don't build a business around that. Product research. So I love the fact that you brought it up and I'm going to call, I'm going to call people out on this. If you are a coach, a guru, a consultant, whatever the hell you want to call yourself, it's almost 2021. New names are going to come up at some point. And your entire identity is you're selling courses on teaching people how to make courses to sell courses, teaching people how to make courses. Fucking stop. (laughs) We don't need more of those. And if you do do that model, at least have the decency to tell them product research. Do your product research, find out what's needed, find out the the problem that you can solve and you're not just regurgitating stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if I was to, if I was to take that beautifully said, but, but very long, right? If I was to tie that into a little bow, it sounds like you come more from the holistic coach side of things than you come from the quote unquote business advisor or business strategist or business consultant, even though that's your specialty, you're not brought on to just be the ax man or to be the systems person or to just fix a flow. You're there to unilaterally take their, their company and really bring life back to it. Yeah. Or just, and, and make sure that they're not spinning their wheels. I think the biggest (laughs) thing that we see are people who like, and it's, it's kind of crazy. Cause like, you know, when you, when you're an outsider, you can see the patterns they're running mm-hmm. and you can see what's happening and, and you can see them just arguing for, for where they're at. You can see them being like, no, 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 but you don't get it. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to keep doing this thing. And I have, I have seen like, you guys might see yourselves in this, like, I have spoken to people that like a year ago were still working on this thing and like they're mm-hmm. still in the same place and they're still not making sales. I've spoken to people like like months and months and months ago, you know, it was like, hey, like this is this is where you're stuck, right? And if you don't if you don't work on this, like mm-hmm. you're going to continue to to have these issues and it's it's almost like this like they don't see the full picture. So yes, it's it's like taking the blindfolds off. And I'm, I don't know if it's like, I did gymnastics for a really long time. I, I, I think people like in our society, we've come a little soft, right? So a, a little, not- a little's an understatement. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you salespeople have gotten fucking lazy. They've turned into clerks almost unilaterally. 
Yeah, I, you know, and I just, I think it's, it's a matter of like, it's a matter of standards. It's a matter of, yeah. of grit and it's a matter of, of, you know, I, I tell people, you know, when we have conversations with them, I go like, I am, I am, I'm not here to be your friend. Like I am here to be your business coach as a coach, because I have been in the world of athletics, mo like most of my life. I'm not, I mean, basically all of my life. As a coach, your job is to tell the athlete how to push themselves so they can go to the next level. It's not your job as a coach to say, "Aw, it hurts to do push-ups. <laughs> Stop doing push-ups, right? Like, no, our job no. as a coach is to say the truth. It's to say, hey, this is something that you're not looking at. Like right now, you're just really focused. We have this principle that's called the, you know, it's nay, the nay principle. It's not about you. If you're making this about you, you're, it's going to be harder to make money because you're bringing your ego into it. So it really needs to be about your service, right? Not like not like your mother, Teresa, like service <laughs> in terms of what's the market. There are four main markets. Which of the markets are you going after? What's your niche? Yes, you do need to niche if you want to make money. And then you just have to be really honest with yourself. Do you want to make money or do you just want to be able to say like, I'm a business owner and I have an online <laughs> course, right? They're, they're different. If you are here to be a business owner and if you're serious about your commitment to service, that means that you need to be willing to pivot. You need to be willing to be innovative. You need to be willing to be like, oh, I like, yeah. You also, you also need to expect to do those things. Yes. Because I can't tell you how many people we've had to help out of the gutter this year mm. that just didn't know what to do when they got shut down. Like when, when the state closed and they were like, we, we don't, we don't know what to do anymore. Yeah. Thankfully our foundation is, is in that helping people go digital pivot, make that move yeah. thrive, not survive. So we were able to help a lot of people do that, mm -hmm. but it's one of those things that from the outside coming in, they didn't see from the inside. <clears throat> contract yeah. contractors, for instance, who let's say remodel kitchens, right? Cause we've helped a countless number of these had no idea that they could sell stuff through the internet and still yeah. be able to survive. Cause yeah. they're, they're so used to knocking on a door, handing a paper bit over doing measurements on drywall and mm -hmm. in kitchens and moving stuff around, having a blueprint that they set on the counter, but all of that stuff besides the actual labor to change a kitchen can be sold through the internet and yeah. you're still, you still exist. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. It's, we get blinders on, and I'm guilty of this yes. so many times. You all are. That's why you need, a, <laughs> that's why you need outside perspectives and support. Well, and that's why we hire coaches. Like yeah. I love the fact that you brought that in because I hire coaches and yes, I'm friends with most of my coaches because we've mm -hmm. built a long lasting relationship. Mm -hmm but they'll still tell me to screw off if I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not afraid of it. Cause that's, that's why I pay good them. Coach. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the good coach isn't the one that's just like trying to make sure your feelings aren't hurt. Yeah. Well, and that's the reason like I hire fitness coaches, right? Cause I want fitness is a big thing mm -hmm. and I let it slip through 2020. I'm just now getting back into it. But my friends that I've gone and lifted with my coach that I've got on my side, none of them are like, eh, take it easy. They're like, no, shut the hell up. Lift that again. Go lift more heavy stuff. Right. Yeah. And then it, 
then it's the conversation of, well, I don't want to have to worry about my diet. No, you hired me to do a thing, do the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, it, it, I think that there's, there's this concept that comes from, um, uh, oh, what's his name? Welch from uh, very famous CEO, uh, famous book. Let me just pull it up. What's his name? Jack Welch. Um, where it's called like radical, uh, radical candor, right? So like you, we should, we should have people in our lives. Sometimes it's going to be somebody who you hire, who love us so much that they expect the world from us, that they expect Mm -hmm. us to rise to our highest standards. And that's the case, you know, in your personal life, but also definitely in your business, (laughs) if you don't have metrics you're not tracking things if you don't have a system if you don't have a plan if you haven't done a systematic like market assessment if you don't like there are these little things that are big things right like your email list you know one of one of the people that i worked with business in business for maybe like 30 years for a long time had um, has a martial arts uh business in chicago and then started having competition other gyms started opening and it was like well do you have a list You've been in 30 years and you don't have a list, right? Like our other client, 20 years in business. And it's just like, what, you have a list, right? She's like, no. And so we, we forced her to get her list. And of course now, like she was, she's booked. She's completely booked for December, right? And so it's, it's just like, I really, really want to encourage you guys, you know, this is 2021, the things that matter don't, don't do this on your own. I, I just, I, I did this, um, you know, like I'm training for a half marathon and I think it's really important that we combine like not just your, your business life, but like your personal life, like do hard things. Well, that, well I mean, and let's be honest, they're one in the same. We, yeah. we don't, we don't live in 1920 where a business is completely separate from the identity. I use this example all the time. When you think of Apple, who do you think of? Steve when, Jobs. When you think yes. of Amazon, who do you think of? Bezos. Yeah, you don't just go, I don't know who runs that company. Like you immediately know who they are. Yes. Because yes. <clears throat> let's be honest, the holistics align people. The personality keeps people in. And yes. showing that you're an actual person is mm-hmm. more vital now than ever because we're so digitized. Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah. And so, you know, like the way like I, I did a live today and I was talking about the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, like, you know, I'm planning, I'm, I've, I've run, I've run, you know, 13 miles, I've run 26 miles, I've done 50 miles. You don't, you don't stumble upon a million dollars, guys. You don't stumble upon a hundred million. You know, like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know, crazy thing happened. I was walking on the street and then I fell and I, you won't believe what I found. It was a hundred million dollars. That doesn't happen. Just like waking up and running 26 miles doesn't just happen. You need to have a plan. You need to have a team. You need to have metrics. You need to have it on your calendar. You need, you to, need, have to, page, you right? need to have dedication. You need to have dedication. And the same yeah. thing is true for building a business. If for those of you who are like, this is the year I'm going to break six figures. Okay. What's your plan? Like, mm-hmm. do you, is, is it, is it, you know, like there's this amazing book. I'm going to be talking about books a lot, 
Um, it's called uh, Willpower Doesn't Work, right? And it talks about mm-hmm. the power of our environment. Like, you, it should be so annoying for you to fail. Like, your environment, and your environment includes, like, who are you hanging out with? It includes, what's your calendar includes? Like, what are your metrics? This is, this is your, your environment as a business owner. It should be so hard for you to fail because you've made it so clear what it is that you need to do on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis for you to be successful. It should be harder for you to fail than for you to succeed. If you're not there, where by looking at your calendar, by looking at your plan, by looking at the things that you're measuring, it is harder for you to fail than to succeed. Something's got to change. Mm-hmm. So I, I've got to ask, because I know everybody listening is curious. And this has nothing to do with what we were talking about, but it's the evolution that got you here. Yeah. How did you go from a fifth grade teacher to a lawyer <laughs> to a business badass? Like how I've been trying, I've been thinking about that in the back of my head for like yeah. five minutes. And I, I can understand educator to yeah. business educator that clicks. Yeah. And I can understand attorney to business educator, but the three pieces, <laughs> I, I would love to hear how this happened. Okay. Um, I, I'm a, I, I am a really, really hard worker. Uh, I have done a lot <laughs> in 34 years, more than a lot of people. And so I, I, you know, graduated from, from undergrad and immediately went to do Teach for America. So I was a teacher for a couple of years. I always wanted, I knew, and like, it sounds silly, but like, I've always known and like, I'm still working on it, but like, I always knew that I was going to be so hyper successful that I needed, and I was committed to, to, to doing something for my community and mm-hmm. teaching. And I just, I had this like itch in me, right? Like, like my whole family had been, had been teachers. So I did teach for America. Uh, and then I went to law school my, my whole life. I knew that I was going <laughs> to be a lawyer. I knew that I was going to be a lawyer because you know, as, as a high schooler, I had, you know, pictures of like Gandhi and, um, and, and these like internationally impactful people. And what the thing that they all had in common was they were all lawyers. I was like, all right, to do something that's really important and impactful, I guess I have to be a lawyer. So I went to law school, hated it. Oh <laughs> my God. I, 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 I can't remember a time in my life where I so knew inside my bones and my being that I was in the wrong place. And I just, it was so like, I would look around and I'd be like, wait, I can't be the only person that sees this. This is terrible, right? And maybe it wasn't terrible for other people, but it was just like, that was not where my soul was meant to be. Like I, I was not in the right place. And so I took the bar, the California bar, and I, you need a 1440 to pass. And I got like a 1391. When I got that score, that was my saving grace. I was like, hallelujah. Like, because I had just been, you know, and maybe this is also helpful for some of you listeners. Like, I don't, I don't come from like privilege. I was an immigrant kid who came from Mexico that didn't know how to speak English when I was like, when we arrived here in the United States, like I couldn't even ask for water at Walmart without like getting frustrated because I just couldn't do it. This immigrant kid who grew up with like on food stamps and government support and all those things. 
graduated from UC Berkeley on a Fulbright scholarship, speaking five languages, right? Like, like I, I, like I, I, I just, I believe that we're all here to rise to our fullest potential. And I just think that we should hungrily go after it. And so did law school, I just felt my, like all of my being just like going away. And so I took the bar and I, I had all these people, right? Cause you just went to Berkeley law. You just went to one of the best law schools in the world. Like, you, what do you mean? You're not going to practice. Everybody's going to have an opinion about your life. The only opinion that matters is yours. Who do you want to be? What do you want from your life? And get super crystal clear on that because it's going to be really hard to make those hard decisions for yourself. But I knew, I knew that I like my, my living, my life source was going to be wasted if I stayed a lawyer. So then I pivoted, I went to this event, I went to hackathon and, and I was like, it was like the, the, the clouds open and I was like, oh my God, this is where <laughs> I'm supposed to be. I'm meant to be in the world of tech and business. Like this is it. This is how the most creative people on the planet, they, they look at problems and they make them better. They fix them, right? And if there was some international components. So I worked in Silicon Valley for four years and I worked, you know, in, in tech startups and this whole time, you know, even when I was in law school, what was I doing? I was running, you know, in law school, I was running an organization of 11,000 graduate students at UC Berkeley, putting together like events and, you know, like, what was I managing? I was managing the branding. I was managing the marketing. I was managing the messaging. I was managing like the business of it. You were, you were running a business and you didn't know it. Yeah. And I, I had been doing that since high school. I was always the president of this, the president of that, running this, the international students. Like I was always, always running things. Like I know how to run things with my eyes closed. And so I got into the world of business and then I, it wasn't until like, you know, like I got to a place where I was like, so here's the other thing that hopefully a lesson that some of you guys, maybe you, you've started to see it. Maybe you haven't seen it all, but a lesson that I needed to see was I was waiting for someone to come save me. I was waiting for venture capitalists to come invest in our company. I was like, someone's going to get it. Someone's going to understand that this idea that we have is going to change the world. And guess what? No one did. No one's coming to save you. Like mm -hmm. you are going to save you. And the best way for you to build a profitable business is if you commit, which is why the, we do the work we do now. If you commit to a business that makes money from day one, Otherwise you have a hope. Otherwise you have an idea. You don't have a business, right? And so I needed to change so many things about my, my ideas of what is a business. And so at this point, it's like 10 years of holistic, like, you know, I worked in nonprofits. I worked in government. I spent time in DC and they just like none of it, none of it fit. And now I'm in the world of business because I, I truly believe that if we, if we empower more business owners to do well by themselves and by their communities, you change the world, right? My, my, my background is international criminal law and international human rights law. So I spent time in the Netherlands working on cases impacting countries. And like that, that is nothing compared to what happens when you teach an entrepreneur to have the power in themselves to say, I know how to turn this into a profitable business that makes impact and changes the lives of our customers like that. Every time it gives me chills, like, that is incredible. It's like alchemy. We get to do alchemy. We get to work with these incredible people who have gifts, who they're really gifted, but they just don't know how to turn it into a business. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's really the foundation of our mantra. You were made to thrive, not just survive. And that was like the amalgamation of 
I've been doing this for 10 years, seven years professionally, about four years for my own company. Before that, I had another company. Now, fuck, I think we've got six LLCs now. But (laughs) it's, I've got computers everywhere. But, (laughs) But that all stemmed from, I've got a book coming out that talks about this, but like I just, I had to start over from subterranean, like not ground floor, like subterranean, like Mm -hmm. three times over, lost everything, lost who I was, didn't know who I was, didn't know why I was here. At one night, I put a gun in my mouth at 3 Mm a.m. But that night is where this stemmed from, because that night, for whatever reason, something clicked. Mm and when that happened for me it was a tragic story that happened but it's a powerful one for me mm-hmm. for some of the people listening hopefully they never get to that point hopefully they don't need that point mm-hmm. i did because apparently i learned lessons the hard way but <laughs> yeah. but the the point of this is once i figured out who i was and mm-hmm. i figured out why i'm here mm-hmm. there's never been a moment where the product or the service or the company or the solution has been the focal point. It's Mm -hmm. always been the resolution to the focal point. The focal point's always, we see an issue. We don't Mm -hmm. like that issue. Mm -hmm. How do we fix the thing? Right. And so it's, I love the fact that you bring that up because especially this year, 2020 has become Mm. a polarizing year. And yeah, half of America is like us. And they're like, yeah, empower small business. Like that's, that's how you save people. That's how you make an impact. Cause any entrepreneur that's out here doing anything, I don't care if you just started today, if you run a $200 billion company, Mm -hmm. hell, Steve jobs, Apple, they, they started with solving a problem that they saw and they've literally reinvented the way that we communicate with people. It wasn't, I want to go make a quick dollar. It was, how do we change the world one person at a time? Mm-hmm. The other half of America, hell, maybe the world, but I know America, yeah. <laughs> has this twisted idealism. And this isn't talking bad against any of you listeners that, that have this thought process. I just can't understand it. Because when I see an entrepreneur, I see a small business owner, I see somebody who's putting their blood, sweat, tears, time, risking everything Everything. to help somebody else and profit from that. That's fucking inspiring. Yeah. They are the most courageous type of humans. An entrepreneur every time will be just incredibly courageous. It takes such courage to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, I I probably work three times as much now running my own companies than I ever did as an employee. But as an employee, when I clocked off, I didn't care. Mm-hmm. When I was an employee for somebody else, I was doing it for that exchange of time for money. Mm-hmm. But you don't get any gratification from that. I wasn't making an impact from that. I was mm-hmm. barely making a living from that, right? Mm-hmm. But now we've had some dumb problems. Like I still remember first the first chargeback we ever had. And it turned out to be, we ended up pursuing him, getting a judgment against them for felony larceny. It was this whole thing. Hmm. But overnight we had to come up with like 70 grand. Because oh, wow. it, it just like seven months of income from this client went away and we yeah. operate a business. 
We don't operate on 150% margins. We operate on an impact-driven business. So yeah, we're profitable, but eating 70 grand in a day is fucking hard. So, mm-hmm. so, so oh, it was like 5 p.m. And I remember getting an email saying that these funds were on hold and put in a holdings account. And I'm like, motherfucker. And rather than calling everybody freaking the fuck out, rather than any of that, I called a partner and I called one of my coaches and I'm like, so I need some clarity on how to turn my plan up about a hundred percent. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I've got staff that depend on me. I've got clients that depend on me. Mm-hmm. I've got contractors that depend on me and I've got a community that depends on me. Mm-hmm. I need to make up 70 grand at about 48 hours, no more. And they're like, mm-hmm. all right. So we powwowed for a few hours. And I think it was, I think it was like 37 hours. Mm-hmm. We made, we almost hit a hundred K in revenue from that. And we were able to clear that debt, pay off the holdings fund, keep rolling. And we actually got to hire a couple people from the revenue that came in. Yeah. And, and I recognize this more now than I think I ever have Mm -hmm. the old me when I was an employee would have saw that and would have like fucking done closing the company. Don't know what to do, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. because it wasn't about the product, it wasn't about me. It was about what we're doing. Yeah. It was, all right, how do we figure this out? <laughs> <laughs> That's really beautiful. That, that, you know, and I, you know, for those of you listening, if you, it sounds sort of cheesy, but like, if you really don't make this about you, if you make this, if you're really committed to building a business, you can only build a business by solving a problem for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And the better that you do that, I'm not saying just like solve a problem, like don't be smart. No, solve a problem and be smart. Right? <laughs> There's a lot of tools out there that are going to make right. your life so much easier that a lot of business owners, which is like, honestly, like why I'm in business. Cause like a lot of, there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of business owners out there that aren't using these tools that would make their life so much better. Well, it's cause there's no, nobody teaches you this stuff. Even no. business school doesn't no. teach you this stuff. No, no, so- they don't. <laughs> so it like everybody has this idea that even if you go get an MBA that somehow you just have infinite knowledge yeah. 90% of the crap we have to do as an entrepreneur nobody told us about mm-hmm. it it just like hit us in the side of the face on a Tuesday <laughs> and, and we're just like all right so. um, and and I want you guys I want you guys to be really honest with yourselves especially for those of you that are just starting if you're if you're expecting this to be just like a it's just gonna be so much fun. I'm gonna build a business. I'm gonna be a millionaire overnight. I, I'm not saying that you might not like become a millionaire and be really successful from the beginning, but I need you to know that this, and I just, I find it to be so exciting. Like I, I would bring a little bit of spirituality in here. Like Tony, I love Tony Robbins. And he says, you know, some people like claim themselves to be spiritual and they're like, oh, I'm gonna go meditate. That's not spirituality. Spirituality is being faced with the hardest parts of yourself and with hard situations and seeing what you're made out of, right? As a business owner, that's going to happen again and again and again. You're going to have these situations where you're going to be asked, who are you? What are you made of? And are you so committed to this thing that you said yes to that like, you know, like Bryce, he was just like, all right, this is the case. Not can I, 
how do I? Mm-hmm. How do I make this happen? And and when you do those things, and you just like I want to really encourage you to get another book. I want to encourage you guys to read um, Shoe Dog, Phil Knight, the story of how Nike was built. Right? He has these incredible stories. They're not stories, like real, real happenings. When as he's building Nike, and these terrible things happen, and you're just like, how? To someone go through that, and but that's how you build a billion-dollar business. Do you think Elon Musk? Do you think Steve Jobs? Steve Jobs was kicked out of his own company. Do you several times? Yeah. (laughs) Do you think they're just like hopping down the street, being like, "Life is so easy." Building it like it is not. Like, don't expect building a business. And if you've been in business for a long time, I just want to look like for you to look inward and see the courage, see the growth, see the person you've become. And keep deciding who is it that you want to be and like that's why i love the world of business for me it's not about it's money let's talk about money money is a metric you have mm-hmm. to talk about money you have to measure money you have to make money if you're not and, making money and money's not, not a metric and money's not a bad thing no money is an too, amazing thing too too many people have gotten the socioeconomic thought yes. process yes. that money's the root of all evil. No. And I've, I've always countered that. Now, lack of money can be the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. Money, min, money in and of itself is just a trade vehicle. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. matter if it's chickens and goats or silver and rupees or paper with ink on them. Mm-hmm. All it is is a vehicle of trade for me to exchange for something else or you to exchange for something else. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one of those things that I don't think you really understand if you have a lack of it, just like, like love, right? Love's this thing that we can't really truly quantify for some people. It's instant. Some people it's hard work, right? Yeah. But if you have a lack of it in your life, you're pessimistic about that topic, that item. Until something happens where you see love, either from yourself, somebody else, an animal, a creature, a society, a community, doesn't matter. And then you start to actually objectively think about it, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I hate to pivot because you were on a roll here, but we're running out of time. And I do have to ask, you're full yeah. of just gold nuggets right now. <laughs> so would you mind dropping three, three gold nuggets for the listeners here that they can do, take action on, think about, leverage, that can really kind of help them kind of scale and level up to, or maybe even fix something that's going on that they may not be aware of. Okay, three golden nuggets. I would say, regardless of if you're starting or if you've been in business for a while, just commit to a life of honesty with yourself. Commit to a life of honesty and know that in the world of business, like your impact metric, your success metric, it, it really is money. And, and you can use money to, uh, to, to change the world, to, 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 to change problems that you really care about, like to empower charities, et cetera. But you're gonna have to measure money. You're gonna have to really prioritize the activities that, that increase this metric, right? Like sales, super, super important. So have a really hard look at where you are. And if you're struggling in business, it might be that you're committed in terms of the thing you want to create and you haven't committed yourself to the thing that needs to be created for the market 
serving people that will actually allow you to become a profitable business owner. And for those of you that are stuck, right? There's this concept of, you know, business operator owner. Are you, are you too much in your business that you haven't taken the time to come outside of the business to actually see what are the small tweaks and sometimes big tweaks? Do I need to pivot? Like, what do I need to do to really put on my hat of business owner? Like, and, and you know, some of you are going to find maybe like for the mamas out there, like if somebody was coming at your kid, you would turn into just this ferocious bear, right? You'd be like, ah, <laughs> you're a guy, yeah. like if something that you treasure, like, like that's the person that needs to run your company, right? Is that person, the person that's like, no matter what I will succeed needs to run your company. So gold nugget number one is like really be committed to building a profitable company. This is the only way that you'll be successful at, at business. You don't, you're not care. If you don't care about business, go do nonprofits, go elsewhere, but you have to be committed to profits. Um, number two, I would say personal development, like your, and I've, I've heard this before. It often the, the problems of the business are reflected in the problems of the, of the business owner of the founder of the person that's running the company. So I want you to commit yourself to a life of growth. A life of growth does not mean a life of certainty. It does not mean a life of like, I know exactly what's going to happen and I'm going to be so comfortable every day of my life. A life of growth means you do hard things and you stand in your integrity because you committed to growing yourself as an individual to be that kind of leader, to be that kind of person. So really focus, look at the parts in yourself where you're like, this keeps coming up. What's the lesson that keeps coming up for you? What's the thing that keeps getting in your way, right? And it could be something that has to do with business and it could be something that doesn't have to do with business. But as soon as you like deal with that thing, things will just open in your business. And number three, I would say, um, I would say create an environment of success. Don't I, I, I have this um, the saying where I say, stop waiting for wanting. If you want to make a million dollars, if you want to make, you know, six figures, if you want to make, you know, your first 10K month, wanting, like how many people around the world have dreams and goals and want all these things? People want to lose weight. People want to make more money. Wanting is never enough. It just isn't. It's not a smart strategy. So go from wanting to creating a real plan, getting a coach, hiring help if you need to, right? And often you do. Um, get consistent, you know, create an environment, both the people that you hang out, you know, even the, like the things that you eat, like it all matters, like your sleeping habits, your waking up habits, like all of it is interconnected. So create an environment for success every day. I love it. I love it. Now, I asked if you would be up for round two of pod decks for those who have been following the show. And we have a couple minutes before you do your outro. So I'm just going to give you three options. It's from the would you rather deck. Okay. So I'm going to read them to you and then I'd love your answer. I'll answer it too if you want, uh, okay. but it's, it's for everybody listening. It's kind of a new thing. I'm trying to sprinkle it in all the shows because I think they're fun. <laughs> so the first one is, would you rather be able to record your thoughts or your hmm. dreams while you sleep? Hmm. The second one is, would you rather wear a monitor that beeps when you're lying or beeps <laughs> when you're attracted to somebody? 
And the third one is, would you rather have your face printed on money or your own small town named in your honor? Which, which one do you want to answer? Well, I know that I definitely would go with my, my face printed on money. That that's. Oh, I'm the same way all day long. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, a, t- a town would be cool, but like my face is on money. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one's easy. That oh. one's easy. Do you want to do another one? Cause that sure. one was simple. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with the wear a monitor that beeps when you're lying or beeps when you're attracted to somebody. Uh, confidence isn't an issue for me. So I'm going with beeps when I'm attracted to somebody. Cause eh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, See when you're lying. I I would go with the lying one just because like I I I really pride myself on being a no BS yeah. person. So I yeah. usually usually call it like it is. Um. So I think that one would probably be the yeah. And like I would yeah. want to be called out if, if I'm not like sticking to that. So good I would do good self reminder for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and sometimes you lie, like it's a white lie, and you're like, ah, you know, <laughs> I wasn't hiding this gift from you, right? Um, but uh, yeah, I'd probably do that one. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So one thing that we always do when we wrap up is we already went through the three gold nuggets, but we always yeah. ask for we call them the three favors. So okay. favor one is like some ninja, ultra juicy, special, just quick statement of this is something you should do right now. It's changed my life or it's changed so-and-so's life. Do the thing. And then we all, we started asking recently, like what's, what's your favorite thing to kind of decompress? Cause as entrepreneurs, business owners, mm. a lot of us have an issue with disconnecting. <laughs> I know I do. And then the third, where can people find you if they want to get to know you, see if see if they're a good candidate to work with you, hire you, mm-hmm. follow you, connect with you? Yeah. So number one, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna squeeze into. So I'm doing a New Year's retreat on the 27th of this year. It's all about like uh, this is I take my business you know coach hat off and I put on my like like, let's go. I'm like, just like my just coach hat on. Uh, and we, you know, we create a vision board and your goals for the year, et cetera. So that, and then the other thing that just completely changed my life, I guess you've probably heard me talk about Tony Robbins a few times during mm-hmm. this, um, do Tony Robbins, like it live event much better, but you know, my, my fiance and I just did it on UPW, like the, the UPW virtual. And uh, it, I, it's my fourth one. It's my fourth UPW. Nice. All of the events, it changed my life. It absolutely changed my life. I, I, I realized things about myself that I just couldn't have. And so often you, we just can't, we need that, that extra perspective. So totally life-changing. Number two, I run. <laughs> I'm a runner. Like running is my church. Running is my, it, it, it is so good for you, right? Like it, I would say do things for yourself that are good for you. Like you can do, there's positive, neutral, negative. You can do things to like connect with yourself and appease yourself and other things. Like, you know, you could eat a tub of ice cream. I've done that. I've done that. It's not as good as running. So like, I just, I run and I, I really want to encourage you guys to run races really because to run a half, you know, a half marathon or a marathon or an ultra marathon, 
you just have to become a different kind of person. And there is something so beautiful and so incredible about becoming that person. And number three, um, you guys can find me almost anywhere. So Luz C. Gonzalez, you can find me, that's not with an S, Z. You can find me on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. There's podcasts. Um, you can go to highticketclientonline.com. We have an incredible quiz. So you can find what kind of business archetype you are. You know, are you the ideator? Are you the mad scientist? Are you the secret agent? Are you the rock star? Are you the conductor, right? So you could find out which one you are. Um, and you please reach out, please reach out, at, go, go, join our Facebook group. Cause there I go on like up after my runs and I'm like, let's go live life. <laughs> let's go guys. So if you are ever looking for more of that motivation, that's where you can find it. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on. We do have a hard stop in roughly one minute. That way we can keep all the shows kind of uniform. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on. We're going to have to have you on again. It's been great getting to know you. Everybody listening, go, go join her group. You're going to want to be there. Awesome content. Luce, you were fabulous. Thank you for coming Mm. on. I will never understand the running because I hate cardio. Uh, I'll I'll go lift heavy stuff all day, but like if I'm running, something's chasing me and I'm scared of it. (laughs) (laughs) The number of times I've heard that I then, you know, just start with a 5k. It's about, it's about doing hard things that are yeah. inconvenient and that suck on purpose, right? Yeah. It's the joy of I, that. I, I do cardio. I just reluctantly do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say, Bryce, you know, thank you for having me on. It seems like you have a huge heart for service. You've been through so many experiences and your people are just really lucky to have you. I appreciate that. Thank you. This is the inbound secret. My name is Bryce, and I'm your host for The Inbound Secret, where we're talking with top performers and health experts and sales badasses alike about their strategies to optimize their well-being and performance. Once again, this is The Inbound Secret, and and let's get rocking and rolling. This is The Inbound. This is The Inbound. This is The Inbound. This is The Inbound.